0: everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of Press YYZ. We're the only Canadian gaming podcast that you can catch live on Twitch every Wednesday or sometimes on Thursday at 8 p.m. EST or sometimes at 9 p.m. EST, Uh, as well as on podcast services and YouTube every Thursday, in this case, Friday. Because we had to delay everything because yours truly had a birthday sister party that I needed to attend. Uh, My name... Oh, don't don't do that. She might be listening in and she might actually take offense at that. Uh, Oh, my name. No, it's fine. Uh, My name is Alexander Kazina, a.k.a. Cozy Bear, uh, and I am joined today uh, by the initiated one, the affiliated Nathan McInerney. I did it. Yeah, you did. You don't you you don't have anything else to say. You don't have a, a big, grandiose speech. Uh, Um, commending everybody for helping get you on this journey and how you look forward to becoming a
1: partner within the next month or so. I like to thank myself for all Mm -hmm. the hard work I did. Um, I'd like to continue to thank myself more. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Thank you to everybody. I I wrote a tweet about it, but thank you to everybody who has helped me. Um, Whether you're still listening to this podcast or not, or still in my life, Like, there's a lot of people that I managed to take things away from um, and see what they did. And yeah, I'm pretty happy within the month getting to affiliate. It was a bit of hard work um, and the work's just started. Um, I know, Cozy, you're joking about being partner in a month. That's going to take a lot, lot longer, Um, but it is on my goal list. So, yeah, uh, if you haven't checked me out yet, uh, twitch.tv slash the underscore NMAC. Just drop me a follow and uh, tune in for some streams. We're having some fun. We had Matt uh, from Assembalon last uh, on Thursday this week, and we were playing uh, wrestling together, and we had a lot of fun just doing stupid matches against each other. It was a good time. We played an Iron Man match, and he didn't even, I brought a kendo stick into the ring, and he did not realize that that was disqualification worthy. And he hit it with me three times and took three three losses. Oh. So, wow. it was very funny. So, um, and then last night I played uh, Forza Horizon 5 man, with Kyle. We're just
0: getting right into the self-promotion part of the show. We haven't even introduced this other person that's here, Nathan. Oh, I'm Who's sorry. Here. You've let it get to your head, sir. From here on out, ahead of this show, you know, we sometimes talk about the ways in which we want to introduce each other. You said, I want to be introduced as the affiliated or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think that we're going to have to take that privilege away from you for the next couple of episodes. Not until you learn how to behave.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Joining me. And the man who was formerly known as the affiliated Nathan McInerney uh, is the head of Party Rock, A.J. Fraser. Uh, I don't know
2: how to respond to that one. Now I you mean, have to
1: start seeing this on Party Rock.
2: I don't the, want to.
0: <laughs> in the Renna Show document, Party that Rock is one the of hell. the names that, associated put with there? you. Yeah, so put that there. Uh, I'll just a read uh, read through all of them. First, we have the frightening yeah. AJ Fraser, which that must have yep. been like a Halloween one. But I definitely said that on a non-Halloween episode once, not really realizing it. Yeah, there's head is in the clouds. So that's like the classic one. Yeah, uh, that's the classic. Like 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 that's just me all the time. My head is always
2: in the clouds. Speaking of clouds, Stadia, you know, right. Kind of uh, like that. There's the inverted, which the correct way to have your early... uh, right
0: thumbstick vertical look right that's, right got that's, it. that's
1: um that's something there's a yep.
0: the man of many props which i get because like you're often the person on the show who's most likely to bring some like cool new piece of physical tech to kind of show off
2: i feel i feel like these days that that should go to nathan because he's got like legos and
0: shit that's true uh and then there is of course the thumbnail thespian because you're the man responsible for all of our thumbnails across twitch and Correct. youtube uh, and then, yeah, at the very bottom, the head of Party Rock. I saw it. How did it that get there? Cool. Was it, is it the long hair and the beard all of a sudden? Like. I don't, I don't know. know. It's a mystery. Uh, before we get started, a reminder is always that we here at Press YZ stand against discrimination of any kind. Uh, while we appreciate however you choose to give back to our show, there's no way to support us better than by being excellent to each other. Uh, housekeeping. Uh, You may have noticed that for the past few weeks, uh, both Mitch George and Alex Ballant have not been present with us on the podcast. Uh, AJ, I'll let you take it from here.
2: Yeah. um, A while ago, Alex let us know that uh, he'd be uh, stepping away um, to really mostly for him, like focus on school. He was already preoccupied and pretty busy with it. And, you know, he had to kind of come up with his priorities for that. Um, school's which is important, how school's important. And it looks like he's making some big fucking moves over, over in the film world. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw his recent demo reel. Well, that's that's no, pretty, it was look pretty rad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, um, today, uh, Mitch, um, decided to, uh, announce, uh, that he would also be, uh, stepping away. Um, he posted a, a, a post on Twitter. I'm just going to Read it here verbatim, so nobody's putting anybody any words in anybody's mouth.
0: Yeah. Um, Just in case you're a more a right. recent listener of the show, you can find Mitch yeah. on Twitter at uh, Mr. Mitch George. Mr. Mitch George. Mr. Mitch George.
2: Capital M, Capital M, Capital G. Um, all right. I haven't been around Press Y Y Z much lately. If you care, you deserve an update. I've been feeling very burnt out with gaming over the last year, and that extends to the podcast. I have, made, I have made the decision to step away from press YYZ. I appreciate the friendships I've forged through that podcast, but my heart just isn't in it the way it once was. It's a personal struggle I've been fighting with for a while, but it's the right thing for everyone involved. I don't know what's next for me in the gaming space. Intermittent streams will continue, but you know I'll be loud and obnoxious about it when I know heart emoji so yeah that's uh that's mitch's statement um if you know anybody's curious like we're all still friends we're all still on good terms like everybody's mental health has to come first and you know if you need to take a break much like cozy like yes it was a family related thing but you know sometimes you do need to just take a break from running the show every once in a while and like you deserve that and Nathan, you, d- you deserve to take a break if you ever need it, to spend time with the dog or with the family, um, you know, and, you know, my health stuff gets in the way. Sometimes I need to step away and take a break or what have you. Um, but as as Mitch said uh, here, it's, it's kind of like a, a gaming burnout overall, which mm-hmm. I think all of us can kind of relate to. You know, it happens from time to time. You know, as you get older, life happens, a lot of, you know, personal things happen in, in life and you just can't mm-hmm. invest the time that you think you want to. And then when you try to, it just doesn't feel good anymore. So, yeah, uh, all the best to Mitch, um, you know, uh, chatting with him. We, we're definitely going to get him back on here for some sort of, uh, you know, episode closing, closing him out at the very least. And we'll just try Stand to off. see if we can get yeah, just a little, a little bit of a send off, but we'll try to, of course, try to get Alex in here as well. A good, a good reunion episode, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe we, we should, maybe we should show up with our, our clip, favorite clips of like the past two years or something. I don't know, but
1: we love the guys um, and we just want what's best for them. And you guys should go follow Mitch at Mr. Mitch George on Twitter and Twitch um, and all yep. the socials. That's where he is. And give him some love during his streams. He's great uh and we're gonna miss him. Uh we're gonna miss him on the podcast, but we want whatever like whatever he needs and whatever is best for him. Uh so just send him some love. Uh same with Alex Ballant, uh blatantly Alex. Um they're both great and we're gonna miss them. And yeah. Yeah. It's it's a bit it's bittersweet. Bittersweet.
0: Indeed. Uh it's kind of kind of tough to transition to whatever you want to talk about next after a you know strong emotional beat like that. Uh, but very quickly, um, last weekend, uh, I completed my final uh, Cozy bears cooking stream uh, as part of Cozy bears cooking season three. Uh, and I've been thinking about getting back into streaming some of them video games over on twitch.tv slash bear live. Uh, but I've not yet figured out exactly what I want to do. Uh, towards the end of my kind of 10 years streaming video games there, I was beginning to kind of feel a little bit burnt out. Like I was just sort of checking in for the sake of streaming. And so I want to do something new that feels invigorating and uh, fresh and motivating to me. Uh, but I've not quite cracked what that nut is. Uh, but there is entertainment coming along the way on that channel. So please stand by if you enjoy watching my Twitch antics over there. Uh, finally, last but not least, uh, we are going to be talking about Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward on this episode because uh, it was our press Y Z reviewy game over the course of the past three weeks. Uh, but of course, that means that we now have to select what our next YYZ reviewy game is uh, over the course of the next two weeks. So uh, culminating uh, in our episode that is going to be uh, on the 4th of May, uh, we are going to be playing and reviewing Turnip Boy... Commits Tax Evasion, uh, which is a game I had heard of prior to AJ and Nathan bringing it up ahead of tonight's show. But I really don't know what it could possibly be about, other than exactly what it says it's about. So yeah, this is going to be fun. Time to Beat says it it,
2: uh, like full completion should take about three hours. Story completion should take two. So it should be a good quick one if we can make the time for it
1: so maybe one solid stream maybe from beginning to end i'm just saying yeah so go
0: and check it out on xbox game pass or wherever it is that you can play turnip boy commits tax evasion maybe in a couple of days no other platforms because that tax evasion is going to get him real bad (laughs) okay that was a very modest laugh that was not one of my best jokes if i gotta be honest it'll do it was it was fine so what have we been up to over the course of the past week? AJ? Oh boy. Um
2: so moving into a new place kinda of, still kinda of takes a long time. Um like we've got most of our uh main living space set up um and all that. But um you know, this office is still a mess, so that, that would be the next project we're going to do. But um, it's, it's been, really just sort of been a lot of that and a lot of... You know, I've been playing a little Breath of the Wild, um, you know, here and there. Like I said, I, I started it over and I'm going to try and actually make it to the end this time. Um, but, um, you know, I haven't been able to put as much time into that as I'd like. Um, but... Um, yeah in terms of games like that's that's really the only game i've been able to put any sort of like commitment to um personally uh because it like i said it take it <clears throat> takes months to feel actually moved in um but we're slowly getting there <sighs> hmm. oh and at, at work work is really tiring I've got four trainees that I'm training in my department at the same time, and that is fucking exhausting.
0: Man, when, when we all just get so old and so tired. Oh my god, Nathan! Uh, you have to save this conversation. Inject a little bit more life into it. Say something. Uh, Great pineapple sucks on
1: pizza. Uh, that's like shit. a
0: that's like a season one press Y Z joke. You know that, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> there is Bring the there, classics back.
2: I don't know. And it's I not wonder, a joke. But, it's truth. I wonder if it's free. Um, there is an episode uh, on GiantBomb.com. Yeah, I think it's a free episode. I'm just gonna post to you the the link in the podcast chat uh, oh. in the thing. Um, but it's called. It's, so it's the very online show. It's a, a show where Tamar Hussein, Lucy James, and Jeff Bacalar, um all talk about. It's two very online people trying to talk to somebody who's not very online um, about very online things. And so this the newest episode, I haven't watched it yet. is called Pineapple on Pizza and the Psychology of Online Debates. I mm. uh, highly recommend checking out GiantBomb.com. Interesting. Uh, the very online show. It's a, It's a good like kind of off topic, off the topic of games
0: sort of show to to take a look at.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm.
0: I I will say I pulled up the video right now. That thumbnail that is a a particularly aggressive slice of pineapple on pizza. Yeah. I I don't that, think that that, that the person might be a little much that, even for me. I don't think the person that made that slice of pizza was trying to be legitimate in their thoughts and virtuosity and promoting the not so bad benefits of pineapple on pizza. IMO. Yeah. Yeah. What have you actually been up to, Nathan?
1: Man, I've been streaming a lot. Um That's pretty much all I've done. Uh I played some more Grand Theft Auto 5 Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Ha- have you guys heard of this game? No, it's what a is a small that? indie game.
2: That thing is 9 years old.
0: Uh we're all getting old. Are we? Grand uh, Theft Auto yeah, V is 9 years
1: old so yeah i came out in 2013 that's where i played on ps3 well now i'm playing it on ps i've played on ps4 all the way and i'm gonna finish on ps5 um i just got from uh trevor into los santos Mm. Um,
2: that's a good part
1: uh have you guys how much i don't even know how much time have you guys invested in grand theft auto 5 have you beat it grand theft auto 5 is
0: one of those games that i've only exclusively played at like demo kiosks or at like like streamer parties where they have it like set up for people to play. And I've only played like, I don't know, like five minutes of like the opening mission at that one, like snowy town.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: For me, for me, it's one of those open
2: worlds that makes it hard to progress in the story because it it's so easily easy to get distracted. Um, for me personally, as somebody who actually lived in California for a while and you know, I was only three hours away from LA, so like I'd go to LA all the time um, mm-hmm. as a kid. Um, getting to run around Los Santos and be in some very familiar online spaces, um, online space, uh, like very familiar spaces in the in the game, um, is actually like very very nostalgic for me. Um, specifically, down in the the equivalent to whatever. Where, where the San, the Santa Monica pier is typically where, where like where I'll go hang out if I go to LA um, in the Santa Monica area. Um, and so I try to go to that same area in the game uh, and just sort of drive around, hang out on the beach, um, what have you, walk around the the, the uh, there, there's a big cliffside um, right right by the highway. Um, and across from that cliffside, it beside the highway are these really in, interesting, like beachfront houses. And, um, those specific houses are like very well represented in the game and in real life. Um, but, uh, and, and so that area is like very nostalgic for me, uh, in terms of the actual game itself, um, I never finished it. But I did get to the torture scene at one point. Um, Mm -hmm. And then by that point, that's when the GTA Online came out. I tried playing that, um, got really into it for about a week, and then they had that bad online uh, save deleting glitch or whatever, Mm -hmm. where the servers were so busted they'd delete your saves. And I've had a hard time picking it back up uh, and playing it in any serious capacity ever since. Because I got very attached to that first playthrough at the very beginning. Like, I could still be playing it today if that glitch didn't happen. Like, I had that much fun with it, and it just killed it for me.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The, the last time that I like really majorly connected with the Grand Theft Auto series was with uh, San Andreas on the PS2. Um, my cousin, Jordan, who's the same cousin that I got like my original SNES from and later on who bequeathed me uh, his PlayStation 2, uh, he used to have it uh, at his house. Whenever I would come over for a party, uh, I would inevitably end up playing it. And I had a lot of fun just sort of rampaging uh around town in that game like driving motorcycles downhills really fast so that i would uh flip over midway through it, just doing wacky inane shit like that and then when he bequeathed me his playstation 2 he gave me san andreas as well because he's not like he's not the kind of guy that's like really dedicated to gaming in the way that like we are and we would never like you know give away our stuff like that and i remember just popping it in and mind you this is like 2009 so like at this point san andreas did not feel quite as modern as it did when it first came out but the game just did not kind of hold quite the same appeal that it did playing it uh at his house back in the day and i've not really kind of been back to the series since i i would definitely like there will definitely be some point in the future uh on which i give gta 5 an honest shot uh, but I don't know necessarily how long I'm going to stick with it.
1: Um, all right. Well, give it a shot. I really like the story for GTA 5. I think the three protagonists work really well and have very different stories. Um, it's one of my favorite games of all time. In fact, like I'm doing a third playthrough of it. So, mm. yeah, um, it you can tell this is a PS3 game that's been uprised. Mm, that, I was just going to ask though. about that. Yeah. It still doesn't feel like the f- most fluid game ever, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, but it's still fun to play. It's still good. And the story is still great. It's really, a, um, I actually had a really awkward conversation with my mother where she asked me about Grand Theft Auto on, I guess one of her friends on a Facebook post talked about how terrible Grand Theft Auto was and she wanted to ask oh, me. man. Oh, man. You're just giving
2: me flashbacks to fucking the early 2000s with Jack Thompson being a shithead. and Right. That, yeah. Was he a congressman or a senator or something like that? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, or a lawyer. Like that. Or just a stupid lawyer in the States. And yeah, was I think just he a was jerk. a lawyer, yeah. Yeah.
1: But um, yeah, no, she's like my friend posted and do the, your kids play that? And I'm like, no, they don't play that. I'm a responsible parent who controls what they play and knows Mm. what they play and know what's appropriate. Right. Um, And I'm like, I play it. I really like Grand Theft Auto. And then she's like, my friend says that there's like fellatio in it and masturbation and. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, Uh, you you don't.
2: Well, first of all, you, you don't see it, mom. Second, if you, you can, kill the hooker and get your money back. So, yeah,
1: proper life that, lesson there. I think even... Um, sorry, I'm just going to pick my pup up for a second. Yep. Not a problem. She Bring poo- the bo- a- oh, pooed yeah, the go. floor over there. That's the so... stuff we want to see. Give him the full screen, Cozy. Oh, she pooed on the floor, so I got to clean that up because it's starting to smell. Oh, oh no. Good. Yeah, you're supposed to tell me when you need to poo. Well, I think you did, but like i tried to take you out before we started and you didn't want to go then that's not helpful to me now is it <laughs> so i'm gonna have to go clean up a poop in a second but let's get past <laughs> the segment i'll hold her while we're doing that um okay. yeah no so yeah no grand theft auto is great um it's one of those games with a really good story uh really and yeah telling my mom about it. i told her i'd let her see grand theft auto because i still think it's one of the best games ever made
2: take her i'm like take her for a tour around la with that that, yeah. that no, might actually work. I did that with with Rachel, and she thought that was super cool because uh, yeah, we went there.
1: No, because the, the and you they've actually got a tour bus which you go on, and they've got scripted lines on the tour bus telling you about Vinewood. Yeah, when you're as in the you're going tour going bus,
0: my assumption is that you're not controlling the bus, right? Because like, no, I, it's
1: I, move. You, I, the bus is you go on as like a passenger. Got it. Because like.
0: And mind you, like there are some people that are better at this than others, but like I've tried to play these open world games where you just drive around and try to act like a normal pedestrian. And it feels like the entire game kind of pushes you to like commit crimes and perform acts that you shouldn't do. Like you can't just sort of drive your car at the traffic lights and like stop normally as you would expect to without other cars around you kind of forcing you into violence and crimes
1: yeah there's like lots of activities like you can play golf you can do yoga um like there's tennis i believe like there's lots of activities that you can do in this game um that uh so yeah there's lots of things you can do in this game um that have nothing to do with that and that's kind of what i want to show yeah um and i'm like (laughs) yes there is death and it's a crime noir story really like it's and about revenge and friendship and kind of and messed up friendship uh but it's no different than what yeah. you'd see in a movie and in terms of like the sexual stuff that goes on in the game um i would argue that there is nothing worse than what would be in 50 shades of gray mm, which I'm which sure is she perfectly loves. acceptable to read for most people and i'm not judging at all but we kind of have a double standard yeah. right that well, the sense. difference
2: is you can read a book, but the argument is you're in control of this and you are doing the actions.
1: Oh, trust me. There's actions happening after people read Fifty Shades of Grey.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: That's fair point. It's very inspirational for a lot of that. Yeah. A yeah. Couples get into bed and uh, read that book and it just gets them in the right mood together.
1: So, uh. Yeah, okay. So you guys talk about something else. I'm going to go clean dog poo up. I'll be sure back. Oh, it's almost we- like... Uh, what? Uh, I was going to say, we can talk about Lego Star Wars a little bit too, because I've touched that oh, now. Oh, okay. But like when I get back from the dog. I'm
0: forgot all right. about that.
1: So, all right. Let me go clean up uh, a mess. Hazel. AJ. I, Hi. Uh, I, I
0: want to tell you something right here, right now, while Nathan can't hear me. Okay. I think that Nathan left the podcast not because he has to clean up some poop on the floor, but because he knows that we're in for a solid hour of Kingdom Hearts talk in just a minute and he didn't want to be part of it. Oh, man. I mean, he was a big part of it last week. If you listen
2: to the episode, you know. Yeah. At the very least, you saw the thumbnail. What do you think happened in that? Based on last week's
0: thumbnail, what do you think happened? I think that... Uh, our guest decided to bring up the Pam and Tommy uh, sex tape TV show that's happening right now, and mm-hmm. somehow that I, I think that that got up got brought up first, and then I think that dovetailed into a discussion of Kingdom Hearts somehow because somebody made some reference to how oh Pam or Tommy is kind of like this stupid thing in Kingdom Hearts, and that just led to all sorts of shenanigans and hijinks.
2: You're close. So the Pam and Tommy thing was my idea. Okay. What happened was we were coming up with new worlds that they could visit in Kingdom Hearts 4 uh. based on what is currently available in Disney Plus.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, Kevin was a little confused because I said the Pam and Tommy thing, but we get we get stars here in Canada. And they they have the, uh, that on Hulu, I think, mm-hmm. in the states. So the gotcha. fact that it's in Disney Plus is a real, real interesting kind of revelation for a yeah. lot of people. Disney Plus Canada fucks. Yeah, a absolutely. True state of fact. Cl- absolutely, but case in point, right there, you got. You got Tommy holding the Keyblade in the thumbnail. It plays it plays itself.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I I would not be entirely opposed to that if Jason Manzukis voiced the Keyblade because you know that he voices his penis on the show. Yes. Yeah, I'd be down with that. I I, I really love um, I really enjoy listening to the podcast. How did this get made, which is like a bad movie review podcast. And he's great on that show. So if he could Mm. be part of the Kingdom Hearts series, even in a very weird roundabout way like that, I'd be all for it. Uh All right, let's get back on track. So yes, I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts recently since last episode that I was on. Uh, I finally got around to platinuming uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. It was a very long but very enjoyable grind. Uh, I did mm-hmm. do the 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 fuck. I'm, I'm I'm just my, my brain is so <laughs> overloaded with Kingdom Hearts that I couldn't even put together like a very basic sentence. I wasn't even trying to yeah. pronounce something particularly difficult. Uh, it was a very enjoyable grind and I had a lot of fun with it. Um mm-hmm. around the time that I completed uh the platinum for that game, uh a trailer for a little game by the name of Kingdom Hearts 4 uh was released. Uh and that got me pretty hyped to go back and check out Kingdom Hearts 3, which if you can believe it, I had not played uh, since I beat it when it came out back in 2019. Um, the kind of long and short of it is I got into the kingdom Hearts series in what would have been either late 2008 or 2009. And it's really funny because I remember at the time when I got into the series, you know, we were uh, deep into the PlayStation three generation. I assumed like, Oh, like it's probably going to be not that much longer until Uh, We eventually get Kingdom Hearts three. Little did I know I was jumping into the series in the middle of the wait uh, between like like looking at the kind of timeline of the series as a whole. Kingdom Hearts one releases in 2002. Kingdom Hearts three releases in 2019. I was jumping in in the middle of that timeline Um, and the wait to get to Kingdom Hearts 3 was not that bad because we had a lot of spinoffs like Kingdom Hearts 3D for the 3DS and Birth by Sleep and Recoded. And we had the, the really good HD remasters 1.5 and 2.5 HD remix um, and 2.8 and you know all sorts of random nonsense, which I, I know Nathan is just
1: staring off into space right now, wondering if I'm making this stuff up or not. Um, I know what Kingdom Hearts is. I know the games are really... I don't know if you... Well, you haven't listened to last week's episode, but we talked a lot about very important Kingdom Hearts stuff, didn't we, AJ? Yes. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah, I heard we,
2: some uh,
0: shrapnels of this conversation.
2: Yeah. I um I, I gave him the TLDR on what the the Pam and Tommy universe would be like in that in that uh Kingdom Hearts 4. So
0: he seems pretty excited about it. In any case, uh It was still a pretty long wait, even with all the games and re-releases between uh, 2009 and 2019. And when I finally got Kingdom Hearts 3, it was this thing of catharsis where I played it, I beat it. And I was kind of like, "Okay, well, that's sort of like uh, the book closing on this particular era of my life. Kingdom Hearts 3 is out. There will be more Kingdom Hearts games. This isn't the end of the saga, but like... Like Kingdom Hearts 3, which used to be like this elusive title that nobody ever thought we would get, uh, is now done and in the books. Um, And so I kind of just walked away from it and did not touch it until literally like uh, a week and like a couple of days ago. And yeah, my thoughts on the game remain extremely mixed. A little while ago, I did this Twitter thread thing where I like rated every single Kingdom Hearts game out of 10 and in that thread, like I did not give a single kingdom hearts game below an eight. uh, Cause I think that the series is of a consistent enough quality that uh, that's just kind of how I think it is. But I do think even then I kind of might've overrated kingdom hearts three slightly. I think I gave it like an 8.4 and 8.6. I think it's ultimately a flat 8.0. The game has, real high highs and it has real low lows the critical path of uh, making your way through the story exploring uh, the worlds of the toy box which is the toy story world and um, the caribbean and the monsters inc world were really satisfying and i think that the end of the game uh, where we really kind of get into the meat of the plot and we finally take down uh, a bunch of kind of long standing villains of the series was, again, very uh, emotionally satisfying, very cathartic. Uh, but I feel like there were just so many kind of bumps along the way from Arendelle, which is the world of Frozen, which felt really gimped and really felt like uh, Disney really kind of held uh, Sporanix's leash on tight uh, in terms of uh, how much they could use that world and its characters appropriately, uh, to just some of the movement in c- controls in the game as a whole, not feeling super great. Sora has like crazy parkour skills in kingdom Hearts three. He can like run up buildings and do all sorts of like zippy moves, uh, that, uh, far exceed whatever he was able to do in previous kingdom Hearts games, but it just never quite felt as satisfying as something like e- even something like an early PlayStation four game, like, uh, infamous second son, for example. Um, But I'll have a moment where I'm, you know, in the middle of a not so great uh, moment of parkour and I'll turn the corner and I'll find the fake video game store inside the Toy Story world. And I'll just be utterly amazed all over again at how meticulously they rendered this video game store, how they made like... 30 entirely unique made-up games uh, to populate the store with and also included a section where they're selling like gaming headsets because of course an actual video game store would sell gaming headsets and i'm like wow this game has real low lows but it has real high highs and i ultimately have to respect those high highs so yeah that's kingdom Hearts 3 i'm hoping that i can kind of uh, get the rest of its trophies out of the way soon so that i can Jump into Remind, which was the DLC that they released for the game a year on out, because apparently that has some like pretty satisfying like super bosses to take down and some tantalizing story bits that lead directly into Kingdom Hearts 4. Um, I know you guys talked about it a lot on the last episode of Proswasi that you did without me. Kingdom Hearts 4, any interest at all? Yeah.
2: It has made me want to... Play, a Kingdom Hearts. Um, I think all the I so I've listened to a lot of podcasts who with people who have talked about it, um, and just kind of like the nature that of the world that this appears to be, which is is technically like uh, what's his name, the director of the game, getting his Nomura. chance to make yeah, Nomura getting his chance to. Make Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen. Come hell or high water, he's gonna make it happen, and this appears to be his way to do that. Um, I think that that in itself is kind of intriguing. So, I don't know. Did, Unreal did... Engine Five also, uh, and that looks cool.
1: I need yeah. to see the worlds they're going to.
0: Are you excited? That's by always. The prospect of them visiting the world of Star Wars cuz that is one of the big things to come out of this trailer that it seems yeah. like they're going to be visiting the forest moon of Endor.
1: I think if they see Star Wars um and they're in the Star Wars universe and they're in the Marvel universe um I think that brings new fans in. Um I just really hope they look at this as a restarting point for the story or a bit well, of a, yeah, not not a reboot necessarily, but they can let the baggage go from like the last eight or nine games
2: it in th- as far as i understand it it technically is it's kind of like uh the original three games and all their spin-offs are like their one contained storyline and then this is
0: like a new adventure almost it,
1: it's the, that's what i'm hoping it, it's the
0: start of a new arc i see this is real tough because like i have to be truthful with you guys and say that this game is definitely not gonna stand purely by itself you'll have a lot of references to prior games in the series but i also do hope that you are right to an extent nathan and that you do find this game approachable all the same in spite of that
1: like and i played kingdom hearts too i beat kingdom hearts too um even with that terrible like first four hours where you play as roxas um and you're like this isn't right um, that's like one of the worst opening scenes of any game ever. It's, it gets good after that.
0: It, uh, I have complicated thoughts on that sequence. But we <laughs> won't get into them now. Is it, yeah. is it
2: co- as complicated as playing Halo two for the first time? And suddenly you're playing as the Arbiter and you're like, what the fuck is happening? Fuck this.
0: No, it's wait, wait, hold on. Did people really hate the Arbiter sequences when they played Halo two for the first time?
2: Yeah. They really? they really didn't like them because they wanted to play as they, they wanted to play Halo and they wanted to play as the Master Chief. The Arbiter bits were a well-kept secret right up until, you know, people started
0: playing it. It, it didn't leak or anything. See, I like I, I understand like frustration over the last mission of the game being uh, an Arbiter fight. Uh, and Chief being relegated yeah. to the final cliffhanger cutscene. I get being upset about that. Sir,
2: finishing this fight.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I I was like, and mind you, I knew that this was a twist going into Halo 2 when I played it for the first time, but I really thoroughly enjoyed those missions. I'm a little bit surprised to hear that people didn't really love it.
2: I was there, man. I was on the front lines. I, I didn't hate it, but I enjoyed my time with it. But... um. You know, I,
0: I would have preferred more Master Chief and yeah, I would um to kind of just briefly put a bow on the Kingdom Hearts 2 opening stuff. I think a better comparison is that it's kind of like the twist in Metal Gear Solid 2, where you're revealed to actually be playing as Raiden. It's sort of like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, it's even a little bit more different because you do get to Sora. But you just have four hours. You have to play as Roxas before you get to Sora, and you don't understand what's going on.
0: Yeah i I bring up the Metal Gear Solid Two comparison because in both Metal Gear Solid Two and Kingdom Hearts Two, like a huge component of these switcheroos at the beginning of their game uh, is you, the player, kind of being intentionally left in the dark in terms of what's going on the game trying to intentionally kind of befuddle you. Whereas I don't feel like the Arbiter comparison in Halo 2 is super apt because it's never unclear who the Arbiter is or why you're playing as him or what his objective is, basically. Hmm. I understand why people might have been a little bit frustrated because obviously Chief's awesome and you always want to be in Chief's shoes. But at least Halo 2 isn't trying to, like, kind of keep you completely and utterly perplexed in the way that, like, Metal Gear Solid 2 was when all of a sudden you're playing as Raiden. Yes and no,
2: because like I said, it was a, such a well-kept secret, right? It's just in Metal Gear, it was a, you know, you, you play the first mission, which is almost a tutorial, and then it's all Raiden after that, where Halo, at the very least, you you would go back and forth playing between the the two perspectives as they told the story. <sighs>
0: See, now I feel like we need to get you playing Kingdom Hearts 2, AJ. Because I feel like, I, I really yeah. do think it is quite a bit different from how you're envisioning it in your head. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out at some point.
1: Okay. All right. See um see Yeah, but getting back to, like, just, like, I played Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, if they got Marvel and Star Wars in it, I'll be down to give it a try at the minimum. <laughs> so...
0: All right. Well, unfortunately, it's probably going to be a little while longer before we get Kingdom Hearts 4. People were joking a lot about how, like, oh, man, we're going to get Kingdom Hearts 4 in, like, 2038 or whatever. It's like we're not getting it this year. We're not getting it next year. I don't think it's going to take all the time in the world. Kingdom Hearts 3, you know, had a very fraught development 2027. cycle. I think... I'm not I trying think, to be
1: joking either. I think
0: it will be announced for 2024, and it will get delayed to 2025.
1: Um, because Kingdom- and he, here's the thing, and I sorry, and cozy, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm going to go into the still for a second. Um, Square hasn't released Final Fantasy 16, which was supposed to come out last year. There's also Final Fantasy remake or seven well, remake. This is also. Two.
0: I mean, I, I do also think that Final Fantasy 16 has been a bit of a casualty of the pandemic, though.
1: Oh, I'm just saying this pushes everything down. Like your your goalposts are going to be pushed down here. They still need to release Final Fantasy 7 Remake, um, which has been in, like, theoretically, there's been, I guess, not an official announcement. but They've said it's coming. Like number one wasn't finished. Um, and I just feel like this is something they probably could have kept to their vest for another two years easily and, this and promo show us didn't a trailer out.
2: show us a trailer actually in Unreal 5 instead of this this I believe was in Unreal 4 it was yeah and then that said it will the real game will be
0: in Unreal 5 again I don't deny that this game is going to take a little while but I do think that The egregious wait that we had to wait for Kingdom Hearts 3, even after that game was properly announced. I think that was a very specific circumstance. Now, the COVID-19 pandemic is also its own specific circumstance and that will continue to adversely affect things. But like, I don't feel like we need to look to Kingdom Hearts 3 and what happened with that game as a template going forward of this is how every subsequent numerical Kingdom Hearts uh, game is going to roll out. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Hm. For the like, 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 I just want to kind of say this right here and right now. I know we all like to kind of like joke about how, like, oh man, Kingdom Hearts four going to show up in 2038. I legitimately really want this game as soon as possible. Like, I will say it honestly and without remorse that I want to see what the hell is going on with Sora and his weird companions in Quadratum, which the game's trailer establishes is sort of like a weird other world, but it would seem as if it has connections to other worlds, which presumably are not part of the underworld, like the forest moon of Endor from Star Wars. I want to know what the hell is rattling around in Tetsuya Nomura's brain. And having these incredibly long development cycles, it It addles your mind, and I know that there are other Kingdom Hearts games that are coming out in between then, uh, like the conclusion of Kingdom Hearts Union Key Dark Road uh, and Kingdom Hearts uh, Missing Link. I believe that's what it's called, but that game's a mobile game, and the other one's a mobile game too, and I need something that is a little bit more substantial, hopefully that has trophies with it. I know they'll probably re-release all of the prior Kingdom Hearts remix games on PlayStation 5 at some point, and I'll definitely get a kick out of uh, platinuming those games again even though it's you know probably taking a couple years off my life whenever i do so but please 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 I i know that it is such a trope about how long these games take but i really want you to know that i really want these games as soon as possible and i am not ashamed to admit it and i am not ashamed uh to hope for a reality in which that does actually happen all right i'm done I'm excited for you. You're, that was
2: about as much passion as I had as a teenager <sighs> wanting to do them forever. Oh, man. Did that work out? <laughs> no. Oh,
0: no. Oh, no. Okay, so I have I... sufficiently cooled down. Uh, my water cooling has uh, resulted in my CPU reaching acceptable temperature. Let's talk a little bit about our YYZ reviewy game. Uh, Zero Escape, Virtue's Last Reward. Now, we announced that we were all going to be playing this game uh, together, or at least, you know, picking it up and playing around with it a little bit if we had previously played it three weeks ago on this show. And we all made an attempt to do so, correct, AJ?
1: AJ wasn't here for that. That's not fair.
2: I was not on that episode, and I did not listen to that episode, even though I edited it together um i believe that was when i was still recovering from covid so anything i did did or didn't do during that time um cannot be used against me or or used against me
0: in a court of law so I, are you going I think to, that's how the law works are you still gonna try and give this game a shot i am going to uh, sorry listen Full spoilers. I have not beaten this game. Well, I guess that's not I can't really say full spoilers if I'm about to reveal that I haven't beaten the game. Uh, Spoilers for the discussion that we're going to have in a moment. Uh, I have not beaten the game yet, and so I will continue to play this game over the course of the next few weeks, maybe months, depending on how long it takes me. So there will still be ample opportunities to talk about this game in the future. We're not closing the chest on our discussions of Virtue's Last Reward with this episode.
2: I am going to sit back and listen to you guys talk about it and see if you guys can somehow convince me just by listening to your conversation about it. Pretend I'm not here and pretend I'm just listening to
0: the podcast itself. Tell me about this game. All right. Well, welcome to another one-on-one episode with Nathan and Cozy. Nathan, how are you doing today?
1: I'm not. uh, I'm doing pretty good. I don't know words, words. Yeah, I don't know what happened right. to
0: everybody else. They all died of wind's disease on this episode. So it's just you and me for now.
1: Mm. At least the snakes didn't get them.
0: Tell me, Nathan, a little bit about Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. I- I'm most curious, what kind of prompted you to play this game in the first place back when it first came out?
1: so yeah um i hadn't played 999 so if you, you guys aren't familiar with virtues last reward this is um a series called zero escape the original one was released on the ds and it was called um 999 nine doors nine people nine doors and something else i can't remember that's the subtitle um and essentially it's a virtual novel with escape room elements in it um and I skipped it. I heard it was cool. But then Virtue's the Last Reward hit. And yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with this device. It's called a Vita. Have you heard of this, Cozy? Uh, I have heard of the Vita. Uh, I just want to say quickly.
0: So the original game, which was 999, uh, nine, nine, 9 hours, 9 persons, 9 doors. It was one of those oh, games that yeah. like, I, I feel like kind of unfortunately kind of launched uh, wrong place, wrong time, where it was super duper well-received. But I feel like... Not a lot of people uh, in the moment were like, hell yeah, I'm going to go to my Nintendo DS to play a like harrowing visual novel uh, about people trying to escape deathifying sort of situations. It was a few years before games like Persona would kind of get people more acclimatized to the idea of a like JRPG visual novel being a cool and hip thing to play. Um, and uh, so I don't really like kind of begrudge you for being like eh, i'm not really interested in playing this right now it's good that that game got like subsequent re-releases over the coming years on other platforms because i remember when that game came out it just kind of being like man this sounds really cool but i don't feel like this game's going to move units on the ds
1: yeah so yeah so i missed it when it first came out um uh and then when the Vita was launched, not too soon after it launched, I'm looking at the, I read a review for a game on IGN called Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. It was by Lucas M. Thompson, who I have no idea who that is, um, uh, but it scored very well. They gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Um, and they were like, 999 was incredible. Virtue's Last Reward is even better. Get into the series now. So I went to a electronics boutique and I bought the game without reading much about the game Uh, just hearing that it was incredible it looked cool it had cool art um and it had escape room stuff and i love escape room type things we've talked about this before um very much similar to like an adventure game in a lot of ways when you're playing that type of thing and same type of things you're looking for so uh yeah that's kind of what got me into it like just reading this review on ign and i was like okay 9.5 i need a good vita game this is it And? Uh, I loved it. I played it. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just answering your first question. Oh. I wasn't sure if you had more questions. You said, what got you into it? Well, I've answered now what got me into it. Okay.
0: Well, I didn't I didn't expect you to be quite so literal in the way you answered it, but it's all right. As a host, I got to do a better job of maintaining a steady flow on the show. Uh, so yeah, and you enjoyed it
1: yes uh thoroughly in fact it is now one of my favorite games of all time uh it is actually i'm going to check right now i'm pretty sure it's my first platinum if not it's my second platinum wow. uh, i played it from start to finish uh i enjoyed it so much that i wouldn't put it down uh the story and i can't talk about spoilers here because you're still going to be playing it and i don't want to ruin anything um but the story blew me away uh, with what they were able to tell and I hadn't don't think I'd played at this point many virtu, like many um uh visual novel style games you had played Persona
0: uh, 4 though right
1: yeah i don't consider persona no uh when did golden release comparatively to this golden released it at the end of 2012 this released at the end of 2012
0: did it yeah Uh, i thought it was i don't know the reviews
1: from october uh october 2012 Mm. okay um i might
0: be i might be thinking of when uh, they re-release this game on other platforms that might be tripping me up
1: yeah i know this came out right when the vita was uh dropped uh i'm just trying to see here If we can get a date. Uh, Anyways, they came out around the same time and I played them both around the same time. I also don't think Persona 4 or Persona 5 are visual novels. Like, they they feel more like RPGs to me.
0: I mean, it is definitely like, you know, a melding of genres. It's definitely not like a pure visual novel in the way that this one... Yeah, I definitely can see why you would definitively say this one is and Persona isn't. Um, June 2012. June of 2012
1: for Persona, October for... Virtue's Last Reward.
0: Gotcha. I guess it was like just a little bit more of kind of a slower burn on this one, kind of gaining Mm -hmm. kind of recognition and acclaim. Um, You said that you don't want to spoil anything. We can definitely talk about the kind of basic premise for this game though, because as of this podcast, I've completed two routes in the game Uh, this game basically has a kind of flow chart that kind of shows you all the various uh, routes uh, that you can complete based on the decisions that you make uh, while playing through and i have completed two of those routes and i have uh, basically made my way partway through a third and counting Um, basic premise for this game a bunch of people uh, are kidnapped and brought to this uh, creepy decrepit yet seemingly humongous facility seemingly in the middle of nowhere uh you're greeted by an ai that takes the form of a rabbit wearing strange clothing uh and the rabbit basically explains hey uh y'all are going to be forced to participate uh in a a bunch of escape room scenarios uh, and games and not games yes uh and also scenarios in which you have to uh betray or ally with other people in order to earn points Uh, and if you don't cooperate or if the uh, points that you currently have fall to zero uh y'all will die um
1: it's a prisoner's dilemma if you if you're not familiar sorry i don't mean to keep interrupting
0: uh, it's totally fine um and at first you would think oh well in such a you know precarious scenario everybody will you know try to cooperate to the best of their ability everybody will you know try and make the choices that are most beneficial to everyone involved but inevitably everyone's uh, personalities uh begin to kind of butt up against each other uh, it's implied that the person that organized this entire event an individual by the name of zero might be among uh the people that are participating in the nonary games uh and strange things continue to happen strange things that i've not fully gotten to the bottom of uh, in my playthrough just yet although i have managed to yield a few answers here and there Um, the one thing that i appreciate about this game is so like to be totally honest when i started playing this game i was not exactly in the best frame of mind i was feeling a little bit on the downswing and i was concerned that it was going to be just like a real kind of torture fest i thought that this game was going to be like the kind of japanese visual novel equivalent of saw uh and i appreciate that yes there are some Uh, kind of very dark and harrowing moments in this game uh characters do die uh which characters die you know obviously will depend on what choices you make but there are long stretches of the game where uh it's just uh action dialogue and reminiscing and not a whole lot of kind of bloodshed to be found the the escape room segments in particular are largely just like, like they're a little bit creepy but uh largely it's just sort of figuring out these complex puzzles with a bunch of props and rooms that aren't particularly reminiscent of again uh to use a comparison say the kind of puzzles you would find in a saw movie for example
1: mm-hmm. yeah no it's definitely not saw in fact i think when you get into zero time dilemma which is the final game in the series um uh, which actually I'm just, I, I did confirm this was my first platinum. Uh, um, and I also took a peek at the zero time dilemma, uh, platinum. I was the fifth person in the world to get that platinum. Wow. I missed it by, oh, like three days apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was, the f- I had an early review code though. So, um uh, but yeah, uh, I, I just thought that was a cool little stat. But yeah, no, th- I think the next game gets a little more saw ish in some ways and a little darker, but not in like a negative way. Hmm. Okay.
0: I mean, obviously so. I'll have to play this game uh, to completion first if I want to, you know, determine if I want to kind of keep going through with the other games in the series. Uh One thing I will say is I don't totally love this is a we're going to get into like a couple of nitpicky complaints here. But understand that I only uh, do this because I want to kind of talk through, you know, how you feel about these things so we can kind of arrive at a consensus about them. I don't totally love the fact that uh, the game tends to kind of use the 3D character models uh, for the individual characters uh, like quite a bit, you know this is a game on the PlayStation Vita and another big game on the Vita was Persona 4 Golden. And I always loved how that game would kind of position all the kind of 3D character models uh, of the game's main cast in each scene. But then whenever a character would speak, we would get to see their kind of super high quality character art uh, as they did so. And I was kind of hoping that they would do something similar here. And I was a little bit, disappointed that they didn't especially considering that like i've seen a lot of the promo art for this game uh beforehand and it was like really kind of gorgeous art and it was a little bit disappointing that there's not a lot of that in the actual game itself
1: yeah they it's definitely an art style choice for me like i don't think it bothered me especially because i had played persona 4 probably just before this looking at like the timelines of when they dropped um so, like, I just looked at, oh, this is just a different art style. And it did grow on me. I think this art style grows on me a little bit more. And it is a little more real because with those nice big character pieces in Persona 4, they're very static. There isn't a sure. lot of movement or anything to it. Um, where they did try to have more movement to these characters. So, I get what you're saying, though, 100%. Well,
0: it's uh, the th- the thing where, like, You know, most of the time, I'm not really looking at the character models themselves. I'm reading what they're saying. Uh, I'm, you know, looking around the rooms that we're currently exploring, trying to solve, you know, whatever uh, mystery has been kind of scrolled away within them uh, or mysteries. If you want to get all the kind of extra uh, bonus, I I forget what they're called in the menu, but like kind of like the bonus pieces of Intel uh, that you can collect uh, while playing through the game. Um, But you see them just often enough. And I'm like, uh, like this is, I I don't, this game is not ugly by any means, but it's not quite as visually appealing as I was kind of hoping it would be. Um, but again, because it's not, it's not that big of a component of the overall experience, the heart of, you know, why you should continue playing it. I'm not going to like make that big of a stink about it. Um, AJ, I, Saw earlier that it seemed like you were trying to raise your hand to ask a question. There's something that no, you were trying not, to. No,
2: not me. Well, I was yeah, still there. I thought he left. I'm, I I might have just stretched or something or I, I was delivered some more tea while I was listening to you guys. So Ooh. Maybe that now that.
0: fighting back Cozy, that wind disease.
1: Yep. I'm going to ask you, is this a spoiler? um you've obviously talked about how you've done a few of the past. can you explain the past a little bit better for everybody right
0: so you know throughout the game uh you're presented with um uh, various opportunities where you can make decisions about how you want to proceed forward uh, basically there are two different types of decisions you can make you can choose what kind of people you want to accompany you into the kind of escape room style puzzle rooms uh, or you can also choose who you want to ally and betray in sequences where you kind of get to choose what points you want to add or take away from each uh, other participants sort of point counter uh, with, you know, the uh, punishment for, you know, reaching zero points as we talked about earlier uh, being death. Um, And so, yeah, depending on, what decisions you make, you can kind of end up, uh, take, uh, going down completely different routes than was,
1: uh, I don't know. It's almost like you can see the different, uh, like paths that you could have taken. Yeah. Like, and you're kind of filling the story in by seeing like, like you chose to ally in a specific situation. Now you can see the path if you betray, and what that looks like and how that changes the story um and it's kind of like you're fleshing out the entire story of the game by following these different paths to completion and 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 finding their endings if that makes sense it's kind of like a choose your own adventure book in a lot of ways and you can (laughs) continually go back and check out the different paths that you chose not to take does that make sense
0: yeah 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 that makes total sense i just i don't I, I kind of short-circuited for a second there because I wasn't sure what you were trying to uh, ask me to kind of get at. I thought you asked that question like you were cr- posing a riddle for me, and I'm like, all right, I, have I provided enough information to Nathan now?
1: No, sorry. Uh, I just meant more. You talked about how there's multiple paths, but I want to be more clear about like the path, like the how what those paths are and how you're filling them out. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: So, yeah, that's... Uh, kind of the extent thus far I am enjoying myself again. I appreciate that the game is not as kind of bloody and gruesome as I think I made it up in my mind to potentially be. Uh, I'm interested in seeing, uh, you know, how some of the, uh, how some of the games more kind of tantalizing mysteries uh, unfold uh, as I continue to kind of play through it and exactly what the like super mega, twist is that nathan you were previously teasing i think i kind of might have figured out what it is based on what the kind of opening video for the game teases but i won't speak it out loud here on the podcast for the sake of aj's ears and fears of everybody listening that might not have played it yet um but yeah that's kind of where i'm
1: at okay cool
0: Sweet. So AJ, well, I'm,
1: are you enjoying it yeah i am okay good Sorry,
0: was was that not clear from my big, long-winded explanation? I I sometimes tend to go on and on and on and on, really long, and I apologize if it's not clear.
2: <laughs> All right, great. Sorry, Thank I you. Got that Blink One Eighty Two,
0: yeah. Blink One Eighty Two. Uh, yeah, yeah. I am enjoying it. Okay, cool. So AJ, do you think that you are going to be checking it out?
2: Uh, watching some of that gameplay and hearing you guys talk about it I appreciate like kind of the your your interest and your passion
0: into it. Um, Is it fully voice acted or not at all? It's Um, pretty extensively voice acted but there are some moments where there isn't voice acting.
1: I think more in the escape room scenes when you're outside the escape room scenes it it tends to have full voice acting.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm at a particular phase of my my gaming interest where I need less talky, more dewy. And judging mm. by what I was seeing, there was a lot of talky on the screen, and it was like if if the voice acting, if the text appears on the screen, I can read it faster than the voice acting is gonna, ha- and that kind of screws with my head a little bit and i'm just like kind of want to move on whereas if it was just the acting i could watch it like a cinematic experience
1: mm-hmm.
2: um yeah we'll see i don't know how how long how long does it take to beat? is it
0: another short one 28 hours that's yeah that, that's uh, Nathan. That's... Like, no, no offense. Like, I understand this is a game that you feel very passionate about. As you said, it's one of your favorite games of all time, you know, and it's a game that I had been meaning to check out for quite some time. And so I was more than happy to, you know, use this opportunity to finally uh, check it out myself. But yeah, there's a reason why in the lead up to this show, I was like, hey, maybe we can go with something a little bit shorter this time around for our next Wild review reviewing game. Because That's completely fair. This game's a little bit on the long side. And I will, like, again, continue to play it and complete it. No problem with doing so, but... Yeah.
1: It's... I will say it doesn't feel like 28 hours when you play it. Um, it Definitely. And... uh, I guess it depends how much you want to put it into it too. Maybe you don't like it. Maybe you jive with it. Maybe uh, find the escape room stuff really fun. I was, I think those parts really invigorated me and I enjoyed those parts of that game specifically. So the
0: thing is, is that like each of the individual paths that you can take in the game are only like a few hours in length. Uh, And you can also like start from certain points uh, in each path and like make different decisions. And those like, Different decisions can sometimes, yeah, branch out into segments that might only take like under an hour to kind of see uh, yourself all the way through them. So it's yeah, I I totally get what you mean. Like it's sort of I can definitely see how this game will end up being 28 hours, but it's kind of chunkified in a way that it doesn't feel overly long.
2: Hmm. All right, well. May, mm, yeah mm. Mm. Not, I don't know if I'm sold
1: it mm. could happen it 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 happens
0: I will yeah. you, you know I've not reached some of the most tantalizing uh, parts of the game just yet so you know I'll continue to play it and who knows maybe I'll be kind of so uh, elated or so impressed that that might kind of spurn you AJ into finally checking it out yourself but We'll have to Maybe. kind of wait and see to see whether or not that happens. Uh, There's a creepy bunny. Yeah, we, we talked about that uh, at the start. It's, it's I mean, a weird bunny. Point. Yeah. It, it's sort of like, uh, it, it's like, I don't know what it is with these like visual novel or visual novel adjacent games that they're like, oh man, we have this adventure about a bunch of plucky teens that are teens that are in a dangerous scenario. And also we have the mascot character be it Monokuma who's like a yeah, Monokuma, devious bear or uh the rabbit from this game whose name is like the main villain is Zero, but the rabbit is called like Zero Jr. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh and then you also have, I mean, not exactly on the same wavelength, but Teddy is kind of a creepy character himself, at least when you kind of first meet him at the very least.
1: He's always creepy. When he becomes human he's creepy.
0: Well, kind of creepy though, in a different way, but we don't yeah, need to get into that.
1: He's creepy with the girls, like in a really creepy way.
0: All right. Well, everything that we wanted to discuss on this episode has been discussed. No more regrets. No more regrets.
2: All right. Well, no, in that case, ra- no, no rag- regrets. No regrets.
0: Regrets.
1: No, r- no
2: rugrats.
0: No rugrats.
2: No, rugrats that's too late is a for great
0: that. show. Are, are you done? All right. Keep going. No. <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in to Press YZ. If you enjoy this broadcast, be sure to follow us on Twitch. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube and review the show on your podcast service of choice. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter at Press YZ, and slide into our Discord server at invite.gg slash to keep the conversation going. Uh, until next time.